Hi there, Captain Breeze here. You're listening to part one of Yacht Rock. Lovers, can you hear the drums echo in the night? Are you in love with a beautiful woman? Do you ride like the wind? If you've answered yes to any of these questions, chances are you've heard all these songs. All of the lyrics, the melodies, but don't know who sings them. Sit back, open a button on your linen shirt, let the breeze in your hair as we introduce you to the smooth and overproduced world of yacht rock and know that I'm gonna keep on loving you. Soft as a summer's breeze, the reason of a many broken heart. She's sister golden hair. Watch out, boys. She'll chew you up. Welcome to Princess. Hello, Captain Breeze. Thank you for hosting tonight. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Also soft as a summer's breeze, often running on empty. He also makes love and fun. Welcome to Eddie. How you going there, Captain? Good to see you again. It feels like hours. I know. Thanks for joining us. It's a very cool evening. He's an easy lover because he only gives a little bit. He takes it on the run, also smooth and groovy. Welcome to Morty. Thank you, Captain. I've only got a little bit to give, but that's fine. I hope you'll be gentle with me tonight. A little bit is all you need. You may know this genre as adult contemporary rock. California Sound, West Coast Sound, Soft Rock, or M.O.R. Welcome to the world of Yacht Rock. FM radio is king. The term Yacht Rock is relatively new. It came from an online video mockumentary in 2005, which coined the term, describing the high excess of the lifestyle around California. Yuppies who own yachts. It chronicles the main players of the scene. If you watch it, I'm I'm sure it's pretty accurate. These songs are from an era 1975 to 1984, and it's quite a hard genre to get into. There's a selection process of criteria that each song must include. This is a scientific measurement of musical yachtness. This is known as the Yahtzee scale. Does anyone have any ideas about what, what's involved in the Yahtzee scale? No if they idea. dress to the left or the right. <laughs> Helps. I think I might add that. Polyester uh, or linen? Well, clearly so, it's <laughs> got to be the arrangement, the musical arrangement. It was an arrangement of something, yeah. <laughs> Silk or satin, mullets or ponytails. Moustaches or beards. And that's just for the ladies. <laughs> okay, so the Yahtzee scale. Keep it smooth even when it grooves with more emphasis on melody than the beat keeping the emotions light, even when it's sad. Always keep it catchy, no matter how modest or deeply buried in the track list the tune happens to be. So I would certainly say that all these songs are catchy. That's why we know them and we remember them from our youth. But they're almost one-hit wonders, but when you actually, you know, take a deep dive into the songs, which we will... (coughs) you realise that these songs are, you know, incredibly written, incredibly performed, um, musical genius, if you will. Well, 
this is what I've discovered listening to um, another podcast, Strong Songs. Thank you, Kirk Hamilton. We'll just throw that out there. Breaking down Steely Dan's Babylon Sisters, it just sounds like your average smooth rock song. When you break it down, it's really, really complex. And he at one stage says, this is musical nerds showing off. And it's complex and it's intricate and I really admire the musicality of it. Can't say I like the song. And it's catchy. It's catchy. It's annoying. It's an earworm. But I admire the musicality of it. So I'm going to add a few more things. I think uh, Morty just added one there, whether you on the Yahtzee scale, whether you dress left or right. But I think you can you double fist drag to the song. Now, do you know what a double fist drag is? I do not. No, it's it's one of these. Uh, it's quite a, uh, yeah, it's yes. it's full of emotion. It's <laughs> your two fists clenched in front of you, and you are breaking of the heart, and you are dragging that air down and pulling. Just before the chorus. Just before the chorus, exactly. Yeah. Oh. Another one. How many times does it mention being a fool? Yeah. Like clearly, you know. <laughs> Fooled around and fell in love, fool this, fool that. So, you know, you get higher on the Yahtzee scale if you mention fool. And, of course, in the film clips, um, how many moustaches are featured. So you get, a, you know, extra points for that. And wind in the film clips. It's either a wind machine or they're outside and it's breezy. Well, oh, what yeah. I've actually found, so the, the, <clears throat> let's just talk about, say, the 70s, so, you know, 1975 to 1980. They didn't really have film clips, you know, where it was a a budget and, uh, you know, a story as such. I think they were more promotional videos to go with. So most of the videos were just them playing in the band, you know, in a a set or a fake concert. And so there was lots of close-ups of, you know, big Gibson guitars and, you know, the, the keyboard set up, the three keyboards, um, lots of, you know, drummers and, you know, lots of white jackets, um, lots of polyester oh, and, yeah, um, yeah lots of uh, double fist drags. Then you move into, you know, sort of 80 to 84 and you've actually got film clips. And, of course, the pioneers of, of this, I think, are Hall & Oates because they, you know, did these incredible film clips with the story. They had the love feature, sniffing roses and walking around, you know, so when out did, of love. When did MTV start? That was around 85, something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a wee bit earlier, I think, yeah, 83 maybe. Possibly. So, yeah, so they were more promotional videos as opposed to video clips. Um, So, of course, most of the music, it it sings about that you're in love with the most beautiful girl in the world or how she's left you, how she's in love with somebody else and (laughs) the songs express how much the singer loves her. But there's also songs that are about escapism, leaving love, leaving a bad situation or just leaving. 
um, you know, we'll find, we'll deep dive into some of these songs. Right. Now, of course, I'm not a, sorry. There must okay. have been love, but it's over now. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, August 1981, so MTV has just turned 40. Okay, well, there you go. Wow. So it was 81. Wow. Yeah, so that's in America. Mm. Um, hold on, I'll find out when did it start in Australia. Yeah, what was the first MTV clip? Money for Nothing. Oh, yeah. 87 in Australia. Okay, so I'm not a musician. I know nothing about song structure. I know nothing about arrangements. I know nothing about beats, tempos, anything. All I know is that these songs have a really similar feel that's very distinctive. They don't rock too hard. They just get there a little bit. There's lots of harmonies. There's lots of oohs or ahs and harmonies in the background. Does that sound about right? Sounds like my life. I think you're nailing it. You know, and all of the guys singing, they're really good singers. You know, they've got such powerful... I see this is controversial time here. Uh, Yacht Rock is only guys. It, it is, is only guys, it? isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's only guys. I didn't even pick that up until now. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Blue it is. It's only guys. No girls. I have seen some Yachty scale list female songs. The only girl that could possibly get into this list is Linda Brodstead. Yes, yes, because uh, she wore lycra. Yeah, yeah, and she's amazing. Oh, my God, I love Linda. What about Tina Turner? No. Oh. No. <laughs> no, pop, pop rock. Tina no. Turner. Don't think so. Missed the so, point. yes, it's very controversial, but it's only guys, because only guys can get their heart broken in a particular way. <laughs> Women are just like, fuck you. So... <laughs> Guys can pine for months. Absolutely. Only absolutely. guys can dress to the left too. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, yes. You haven't heard Prove about it. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Captain Breeze. Going through my, well, the yacht or nyot, I do mm. like that nyot list, there are a couple of females on it, but I must say I don't know Diana Ross's song, How do you, That's How You Start Over. It was a 1983 one. I, I, I don't know. I no, don't you see, Diana Ross is, is soul. Yeah. You know, see, R&B. She's not yeah. Yacht Rock. This it's See, Yacht Rock has a pop element to it. Yeah. Well, um, they've also got... And, and it is more rock. Yeah. yeah. And it's they've, pretty white, isn't it, overall? Oh, yeah, yeah completely white. No, no, yeah. no. George Benson, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Oh, Alton Rose. They're not on my list. Yeah, at a stretch. I don't know. That's not a two-fist, you know, that's not one of those. Well, they, they were your cheesy yacht rocks with your great big white, <laughs> beautiful straight white teeth smiles and no, George Benson turning your love around. I'm sorry, that sounds very yachty. It is, but, but this is where you have to look beyond that. It's not just the song. It's it's the film clip. It's how they look. It's the whole thing. And then and then as we move forward, you'll find that all of these people look the same. That's There's a delightful dagginess, and I don't think the uh, 
yeah, I don't think the soul guys ever stooped low enough to give us that that niche. Yeah, George Benson yeah. would never be daggy. <laughs> no, no, they're all just, just they're all, all the soul guys, they're all just too cool. Like they're you know, they're smooth. Smooth, smooth. Yes. So and where where do we where's sitting by the dock of the bay? Is that just not powerful enough? Is that the right kind no, of No, it's the wrong vibe? era. It's the wrong era. Okay. Just Isn't too that R and B? Yeah, that's like really old. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. we've got mullet, we've got wind, we've got clothes, we've got shoulder pads. Otis Redding's got a mullet. <laughs> we got meat and potatoes, I know that. Oh no, I think we're talking about um, um what is it, Michael? What's his name? It's the wrong dock of the bay. Sorry, I'll look it up. Are you talking about Michael Bolton? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Bolton. That's like, no, that's like 1989. That's where. Have I lost a decade? Yes. I better have another drink. Okay. So let's talk about who were the, the players in Please. this, you know. That'll now help me. Now, we're about to enter the very incestuous world of the West Coast. So if you need to take notes, uh, please do because you need to keep up. I think where it goes without saying that the gold standard of Yacht Rocker is Michael McDonald. Oh, yeah. So singer-songwriter who was in Steely Dan, the Doobie Brothers, as well as a solo artist and collaborator. He's a five-time Grammy winner and is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with the Doobie Brothers. He has it all. Of course, he comes in uh, as the singer of the 100 score on the Yahtzee scale of What a Fool Believes. So this song is the ultimate Yacht Rock song. Of course, in the Doobie Brothers, which is slightly out of the era as well, is Taking It to the Streets. That's one of his other favourite songs. But this guy, he's done everything. He's done backing vocals with Steely Dan, Christopher Cross, Kenny Loggins. He's also been, you know, he's a cultural icon uh, around the world. He's been, you know, featured in the Family Guy, Cleveland show, 40-Year-Old Virgin movie. And so, you know, once again, it's he's so famous, you know, five-time Grammy winner, yet nobody really knows who he is. He could very easily walk down the street and no one recognises him. Would you yeah. agree? I had no idea who he was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but amazing. Okay, so then we have, you know, second, a very close second, and he's the ultimate yacht yacht rocker, slightly younger. Um, you will find with most of these uh, players, they're older. They've been around in bands for maybe up to 10 years before they sort of peaked during this, this era. So they're well-crafted musicians, songwriters, but they but they just haven't found their niche and then, you know, come this era and they have. So we have Kenny Loggins. So he was originally part of a duo, Kenny Loggins and John Messina, who was previously of Buffalo Springfield. So these two were a songwriting duo um, and they, you know, had menial success through through the time, but then, of course, they um, Kenny went solo and then it all happened. Um, Kenny has the trio of uh, awards. He has two Grammys, an Oscar and a Tony and a Golden Globe. So it's the quadruple, really. Of course, he is most famous for Footloose and Danger Zone, 
that has a multitude multitude of songs that actually no one has ever heard and they're actually quite rubbish. Um, mm. He's also done a collab with uh, Steve Perry, which of course he's from Journey. But we're going to dive into Kenny Loggins a little bit later as well because you can't just talk about him once. Third on my list is Christopher Cross. So he's a singer-songwriter. He's also a five-time Grammy winner. Michael McDonald did guest vocals on his song, Ride Like the Wind. And, you know, that song is amazing. It is. In 1981, he won all four categories at the Grammys. He won Song, Album, New Artist and Record. And that wasn't replicated until Billie Eilish did in 2020. So, you know, that's literally sort of 40 years before someone, um, you know, just wiped the floor at the Grammys. So it's pretty amazing. Of course, sailing, yachts, you know, it all just oozes from Christopher Cross. So incredible. He probably is best known also as singing Arthur's theme, which, of course, is from the movie Arthur with Dudley Moore. That song won an Oscar. Um Thoughts on Christopher Cross? I didn't realise he did Arthur's theme. Yeah. Four people wrote that. Him, Carol Bayer Sager. Uh, Australia's Peter Allen. Yes, Peter Allen and one of the other people. Peter Allen, you're kidding me. No. So imagine the royalties on that because that song got flogged. Christopher Cross, he sings, you know, Ride Like the Wind and Sailing, they sound so good. And then you look at him. And you go, huh? How did those songs come from you? That he just doesn't look like the kind of guy who would write that style of song. I can see him being country western more than yacht rock. We he just looks like nobody though. He's just a guy. Yeah. Know? He looks like, you know, science teacher. And this is the thing, I suppose they didn't have to have that image that went with it because MTV wasn't quite there yet, you know? Yeah. So they were just the, the talent. Okay, so then we move on to the bands. Of course, we spoke about Doobie Brothers before. So mm-hmm. like I was saying, they were founded in 1970, but Michael McDonald didn't join until 1975, and he changed the sound, which clearly, you know, changed the sound and made them yacht rock. Uh, the Doobie Brothers have four Grammys for what? I don't know, probably some albums or something, but four Grammys. And then, of course, we have the ultimate band with everybody knows Toto. Now, of course, the song Africa, incredible song. It's my son's favourite song. He's 11. Featured everywhere. It's been covered. It's just a mammoth, mammoth song. Africa is a brilliant song. And What's some it of- about? <laughs> is it about the rains coming down in Africa? Something about Africa, yeah. Tell me about white boys. Tell me about Africa. I know. Like, it's just the worst (laughs) song. It's also also their softest, poppiest song. If you bought the album, Toto, and the the album that's got Africa on it, it's surrounded by incredible musicianship. And then you come down to this soft cock pop rock stuff that's just like oh my goodness that's their radio song and how good is it as a radio song but you know it's it's bookended by brilliant material 
It is. I mean, it's you know, it's a song in its own. The album itself is amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm know, very much so an album guy. I'd rather mm. listen to a whole album mm. than than single tracks. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. Well, I can't. I can't say I've ever really listened to that album, but um, yeah, I, I know they've got some pretty good, pretty good stuff there. I know my brother owned it. My brother is a huge vinyl fan and red album cover with the you know the thin blue. Mm. stripe around it and that sort of little, I don't know, talisman type thing on there, you know, with the T. So, of course, Toto were the former session band for everybody, basically, but mainly Boz Gags. Their f- most famous member was Jeff Porcano, who was the drummer. His brother was also in the band. Sadly dying when he was only 38 years old after... It was either a bizarre gardening accident or some sort of excessive cocaine use. Didn't choke on his own vomit? No, oh. no, that, that's not, that's rock and roll. That's completely rock and roll. It was actually okay. someone else's vomit he choked on? Yeah. <laughs> Garden accident, okay. Exactly, exactly. You know, you can't dust for vomit. Um, you can scrape. <laughs> Spinal tap. We've got to do an episode just on that. Oh. <laughs> Spontaneous combustion. Yes, yes, please. His biggest claim to fame was playing drums on the Human Nature song for Michael Jackson on his Thriller album, which which he wrote. So, you know, like imagine the royalties off that. Forget Africa. You've got wow. you know, a song... The GDP of Africa. On one of the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Okay, so then we move on to Steely Dan. They have four Grammys. And they are just a duo of Walter and Donald. They've got amazing songs, which it came, this song came out a little bit earlier, but Ricky Don't Lose That Number, which is, you know, it's pretty smooth. I think it probably, you know, sneaks in there. Do you all know that song? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's my favourite Steely Dan song. Yeah, well, there you go. Okay, then we move on to, like, the coolest people around. Wow. We've got Daryl Hall and John Oates. Can we have a now little sigh? Oh. Very, very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's Darryl the moustaches. This is, you know, essences of that. So they're probably the most commercially successful band of the genre, I would think. They had... So many hits, like we were saying before, it was the MTV era, so they had, you know, well-produced film clips to promote the song. Um, They were absolutely huge. Huge. Absolutely huge. huge. Worldwide. Amazing. You know, and they formed in 1970, so they were around for a long time before they, you know, so musicianship-wise, you know, they were the real deal. They knew their stuff. They wrote their own songs um, you know, they weren't just sort of a pop band put together by the record companies. They they were. So, of course, they have Rich Girl, Kiss on My List, Man Eater, Out of Touch, She's Gone, Private Eyes, Sad and So. Which is your favourite out of that, that list? Oh, Man Eater. No, Private Eyes. Mm-hmm. Watch out, boys. Watch out, boys. Love it. So good. Cheer you up. That always scared me. My favourite is probably She's Gone. Harmonies on that one. Very touching. Oh, yeah. 
they were inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2014. And they also have a star on the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame. Next time we can get to America, we'll have to go and have a look. <laughs> in 2039. not count on that anytime soon. <laughs> no. So the next band for me is America. Ironically, formed in London in 1970. So they have, you know, some of the greatest songs of the year as well. They have The Horse With No Name, Ventura Highway, Sister Golden Hair, oh, this one I love, You Can Do Magic. I love that song. You should have heard me singing that this morning as I went oh, the garden. I'm surprised you couldn't hear me singing it. It's amazing. I love America. I had one of their best of albums and I just loved, just loved it. Still do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So Grammy nominated, never winners, but in 2012 they also had a star on the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame. So huge. Next band is Journey. Now I'm uh, out on the fence on Journey. I, I don't know, and I, I think it's mainly because, you know, Don't Stop Believing is the last song the song that's played and the last scene of The Sopranos. And so it actually makes me very upset when I hear that song because I'm thinking of Tony Soprano as opposed to the small town person that the song sings about. You know, I've never seen The Sopranos. Me Not either. one episode. Not me either. one episode. What? Missed the boat. Never. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get time to watch it in the next couple of months, sir. Oh, I've seen it maybe a, a minimum of 10 times. So, of course, this song then will have a complete... Steve Perry. And, and, yeah, sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. What do you think? When you Journey. read about Steve Perry, I love how many and varied musicians praise his singing ability and they say he is the singer's singer. And when you listen to Don't Stop Believing, oh, my God, it is like an angel singing. And he's just walking around a stage doing it. It's not like he's putting any great effort in. Well, it doesn't look like he's putting any great effort in. He is an amazing singer. And I do like how he just fell off the radar. Have you seen the Jimmy Fallon and uh, Will Farrell version of that? No, no I missed that one. Oh, it's a, he's a bit of a heckler in the audience and yeah. Jimmy's singing it and Will's sort of chipping out with little questions and stuff. <laughs> and it, it analyses the songwriting of the thing and, you know, ultimately Will Ferrell gets a bit bored with it. Um, but it's 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 memorable. I'll have to look it up. I've missed that one. Check it in the back catalogue. It's uh, always actually been one of my favourite types of music, even before it was yacht rock. Yeah. At a party, so you guys, know, it, it brings out the bogans, you know. They're, they're all relaxed. They're all having a few drinks. Yeah. They've been quite serious, quite composed. And then you get a bit of rock, rock, yacht rock coming on and they just go nuts. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's what I do like about it, that True everybody colors. knows it. Everybody can – it's a tribal thing. We all know it. We can all join in. We can all sing together and feel as one when we're yep. allowed to sing again. Bit of pub choir. Yeah. Yeah. So when you have a yacht rock song that you really, really like, would you call that a banger? No. Probably a, a swayer. A swayer, yeah. Mm, mm. 
Mm, I don't know. Or like, that's really hot or something like that, you know. A hurler if you can't keep it down. (laughs) (laughs) Only if you're seasick. Yeah, today, as as I said, I was listening to a playlist as I was gardening just to get in the mood and um, I found myself not singing to many but singing to some and when I sang to some I absolutely tore it up. It was... Yeah, you do, you was, don't just sing to it though, do you? You belt it out. You belt you it out and you, you give it everything you've got. You just, and yeah. And Greatest uh, American Hero was one of the yacht rock songs in the list. Oh yeah. And all of my suburb got to hear me sing that. <laughs> what about the air drums? You know, you're into the air drums. You know those bits that just come in that seem to I be save it part all for the, the voice. Yacht rock. I save it all for oh, the voice. Okay. It's all about the voice for me. So the next band actually have two of my, my favourite songs and they're probably even some of my favourite songs of all time, of all music, and they are REO Speedwagon. <laughs> now, they were actually formed in 1967. So, really? so again, you know, been around for a long time before. I didn't know they were that old. They got, yeah. Yeah, they got commercial success, you know, so... Now, of course, this this is the ultimate, you know, double fist drag song, Keep On Loving You. It's just amazing. And then, you know, the other song is You Can't Fight This Feeling Anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fabulous. The film clips are exactly what I was describing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're playing, you know, this, the singer is the, the keyboardist as well and oh. they have, you know, you know, synthetic shirts. They have beautiful Gibson sunburst guitars. They like it is amazing. This is the ultimate for me, and I'm surprised they're actually. I put them at the bottom of the list, so you know, not quite bottom. Okay, another band we have is Chicago. Ah oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so of course, if you actually have watched that uh, YouTube uh, yacht rock mockumentary thing. They love to take the piss out of Peter Satira, who's the oh, yeah. singer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was and, great. you know, poor fella, poor fella. So they have um, a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award that was only given to them last year in 2020. Now, the, one of their earlier songs, they've been around for a long time again, is Saturday in the Park. You would probably my, know that song from that, the early, early 70s. That's my favourite Chicago song. Yeah. I think it was the 1st of July. Yeah. Now, of course, probably doesn't fit into the, you know, Yacht Rock um, thing, but certainly the, the next three songs are just epic. So if you leave me now, you take away the biggest part of me. Ooh. Which, which bus that? <laughs> Baby, please Organ donation away. home. Yeah. Hard to say I'm sorry. Amazing song. Yeah. And then, you know, Hard Habit to Break. So, yeah. you know, yep. clearly Peter Cetera is, you know, hard about something. So Great voice. Yeah. Now, of course, this song only scrapes in purely by the song title, and this is Seals and Croft with Summer Breeze. Makes me feel fine. So it's a song about nothing, you know, like once again those sort of random um, lyrics you know, escapism. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast with no name, Yacht Rock Special Part 1. Join us for Part 2. We'll see you soon.